This is an RNZ podcast. The flames were probably, you know, it's hard to tell from where I am, but maybe 80 metres wide. Um, it's been burning now for probably close to a quarter of an hour. I can see a lone firefighter on the roof of the building, uh, but I can't see any efforts yet being taken to, to get the fire under control. That was Auckland Mayor Phil Goff on News Talk ZB at 1.30 last Tuesday afternoon, speaking from the Auckland Council Tower and describing a key asset in his CBD going up in smoke live on air. And while he was looking down on it from above, for those at TVNZ on Hobson Street, it was just over the fence. On TVNZ One News that night, Wendy Petrie told viewers they could smell the smoke inside at their place. As you can see, low on the horizon, just to the right-hand side of Sky Tower, the smoke billowing from the Sky City Convention Centre, carried on that westerly across towards the east of central Auckland. And the smoke also being smelt inside our TVNZ building too. Now, being so close gave TVNZ a head start covering this emergency, but paradox. It also made that more difficult because they were right in the emergency zone that was being cordoned off and cut off. And it wasn't only a story about a big blaze downtown and bad weather conditions. There was also the routine news like road closures and public transport disruption that had to be up to date. And then the backstory of the convention centre's troubled track record. And then the potential economic impact of the project's latest setback were all part of the mix as well. The following morning, there was a setback for TVNZ News itself, an evacuation ordered just before the three-hour news show breakfast. Early risers switching on for that at 6am on TVNZ1 saw a feed of the BBC World News Channel instead. This is a critical summit that's now taking place here in Sochi. And after decamping first to the car park, TVNZ got breakfast on air by 6.15am with the hosts John Campbell and Matt McLean out on the streets along with reporters, producers and camera crews while hosts Jenny May Clarkson and Hayley Holt scrambled to a temporary studio. It is Wednesday, the 23rd of October. Kia ora, it is great to have you with us, Morena. This is breakfast. We have been evacuated from the TVN, uh, TVNZ studios this morning as fire continues to rage at the site of the International Convention. Now, bearing all that in mind, breakfast produced some pretty vivid and compelling coverage of the still-burning blaze that had paralysed the central city, and they did it in pretty trying conditions, especially outdoors. Um, but uh, to be honest, I'd much rather be where you are right now. It is absolutely freezing in Auckland this morning. We've had hail, we've had rain, these really strong winds. There's actually a bit of a, an Arctic cold front sweeping across parts of the country. But I thought, um, you know, it's obviously very focused on Auckland this morning, and rightly so. It's quite a massive event that's happening here this morning. But people like to know what's uh, going on around the country with their weather, so we'll try and uh, deliver the weather to you. We just d- unfortunately don't have access to graphics. So imagine there's a massive <laughs> Right here. <laughs> and we'll go through it was breakfast weather guy Matt McLean doing the weather out in the street in a downpour, but with a backdrop of smoke and flames from the fire and just a phone for the details of the weather. And at 9am, John Campbell wrapped up a tough day outside the office back on Hobson Street, looking up at cascades of water pouring down the sides of the Sky City Convention Centre. If we look down Hobson Street, down towards TVNZ, which is the next building down, so you can see why we've been evacuated, it is just thick with grey, grey smoke. And if we look up at the hose, you can actually see uh, really waterfalls coming down the side of the building. Incredible amounts of water being pumped in and flooded out. That fire Compelling stuff. 
Our live vlogs on major news websites were good too, with news you can use for people in Auckland. But there was the odd bum note on air. For example, News Talk ZB's news bulletins carried compelling eyewitness accounts, but they jarred with this promo for premium content subscriptions for the New Zealand Herald. Andrew McMartin has an elevated view. He says it's going to be a tough one for firefighters to deal with. It must be about 15, 20 metres up in the air where they need to get water to, so it will be difficult from that respect as well. I mean, just a huge amount of um, smoke damage to this building as well. Slurring and soiling himself, liquor store punished for serving drunk man. You can see more at NZ Herald Premium. Now back to Andrew Dickens. Not sure how many premium subscriptions the Herald would have secured with that promise of more about someone soiling themselves in a bottle store on a day of genuine emergency in Auckland. And before the TVNZ breakfast show got up and running after six on Tuesday, those watching the AM show on three or listening to it on the Magic Talk station heard the host Ryan Bridge speculating like this about what and who might have caused the catastrophe. Nothing has been confirmed. We don't know if it's true or not. There's just reports out there in the media that there was a, a bloke on top of the roof working yesterday, went for a smoko and left his blowtorch on. And perhaps there's some suggestion that perhaps that's what started the fire. Nothing's been confirmed. Don't know if it's true or not. If it is, I feel for this guy. Fletcher Building's chief executive had told reporters earlier that the fire started where blowtorches were being used up on the roof and the Herald had reported online the fire was ignited by a blowtorch after a worker went on a smoko break. But the Herald didn't cite a source and officials, including the senior fire officer in charge, Fire and Emergencies Ron Devlin, repeatedly said he could not confirm this. Now on the AM show, co-host Amanda Gillies then added to the second-hand information... We were talking to one of uh, the reporter producers upstairs and her husband works with him and he said, you can turn it off, but it's still incredibly hot. So it may have just, he may have legitimately turned it off and it just has triggered something in the heat. Now, if the news staff did have a source with credible information on how the fire might have started, well, they should have got that on the record rather than just adding reheated anecdotes out loud on national TV. Meanwhile, co-host Mark Richardson was also at the table ready with his two cents. In a way, that's a better fire starter than what burnt down. What was it in, in Paris? The... Oh, Notre Dame. Notre oh, the Dame. cigarette, wasn't it? Cigarette butts yeah. burnt that down, didn't they? Well, that's Paris for you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah but you... Yes, those Parisians forever tossing away their gauloises and doors and burning significant buildings to the ground. AM host Ryan Bridge was on safer ground, though, with this heartfelt down the lens shout out to the firefighters. They're pretty poorly paid for the work they do, especially those based in Auckland, where living costs are high. Newbies can start on as little as 40 something thousand per year. Would that be enough to get you into a burning building, do you think? And let's not mention the PTSD and the suicide rates. They've gone up as they battle more and more medical call outs. Having said all that, I just wanted to take the opportunity this morning to say, Thank you. And coincidentally, the PTSD, the elevated cancer risks, the increased workload had all been tackled on TVNZ's Current Affairs show Sunday by reporter Mark Kreisel last weekend on the last remaining local show of its type on New Zealand TV these days. If you had your time over again, would you still be a firefighter? 32 years gone, Mark. Um, yeah, I'd put my hand back up again, yeah, for sure. Despite the cancer? Yep. Despite the stresses of the job. Yep, I'd be, uh, I'd do it all again. I love the job. <laughs> 
Hundreds of thousands of people who saw that in prime time last Sunday on TBNZ1 would have had that in mind when they saw the images and heard the news from Auckland last Tuesday. It was a timely reminder of the impact that free-to-air TV can still have at a time when many pundits have declared the medium in terminal decline. But while TVNZ showed this past week what a proper professional TV news operation can do in an emergency, TVNZ pulled back news shows later on the Wednesday. The midday news was shrunk to just five minutes, Takarari was dropped altogether for the afternoon, and likewise, one news tonight, which didn't air at 10.30pm. And it's not the first time in Auckland that a fire has forced TVNZ news off the air. In January 2018, a fire in a control room inside TVNZ's HQ meant that the 6pm news didn't screen. At the time, staff asked TVNZ why the national broadcaster couldn't broadcast it from elsewhere. And TVNZ said that the network does have the capacity to broadcast live from elsewhere in Auckland in case of an emergency, but 30 minutes wasn't enough time to organise that on the day. A former TVNZ employee at the time, who asked not to be named, told Stuff that TVNZ had put all its eggs in one basket, Auckland, and TVNZ in Wellington used to have a studio staff and presenters available to front the news last minute if necessary, but not now. If Auckland fell over, they would pull it together in Wellington. But they basically got rid of all the people who ran the Wellington control room, so now they don't have the people there to cover their asses when Auckland falls over. And while those bureaus in Wellington and in Christchurch have been scaled back a lot, TVNZ's premises in Auckland have had a multi-million dollar facelift in recent years. Now ironically, that was partly made possible by TVNZ getting millions of dollars from Sky City for TVNZ land on Hobson Street, which Sky City needed to build the convention centre, the cause of this week's emergency and evacuation. In the Civil Defence and Emergency Management legislation, both RNZ and TVNZ are classified as a lifeline utility. They're obliged to ensure that they're able to function to the fullest possible extent, even though this may be at a reduced level, during and after an emergency. And a memorandum of understanding with the Ministry of Civil Defence says both broadcasters are... Required to develop and maintain arrangements to ensure the effective and consistent broadcast of warnings and emergency information. But can TVNZ actually do this if it can't broadcast from its Auckland HQ for any reason? Well, this week TVNZ told us it does have contingency plans in place if the whole of central Auckland becomes inaccessible. TVNZ says we have facilities in Wellington which we can broadcast from, though how that broadcast would look would depend upon the situation. TVNZ said we would be able to get vital information to viewers from Wellington, even if this was just in the form of voiced graphics rather than full programming. TVNZ assured us it does have different ways to manage things and fulfil their civil defence obligations. The role of state-owned media in an emergency is often overlooked. Hopefully this week's event in Auckland will be noted by those who are currently working on the government's new policy on the media. More on that in a minute.